Hiya, and welcome to this episode of Teen Whisperer, a podcast for mums of teen girls with me, Rach Friedley. Uh, two weeks ago, I talked to you about four tips to managing your internet, your to making internet boundaries with your teen daughter. And last week, I talked about tracking yours and her cycle. And this week is, again, for the teen daughter. So I thought I'd continue with the topic of internet use and screen use and why it is so addictive. So there's been recent research that's come out about screen use, social media use being as addictive as other addictions. Now why? Those algorithms, yet again, in video games, in social media, and how it affects mental health in our teenagers. Teenagers, as we all know, they don't have that prefrontal cortex. It's not online as yet. It's beginning to as they work their way through their teenage years, but it's not online. So being able to manage risk, being able to manage emotions, being able to manage time, being able to manage organisation. None of those things are online as yet. So if you look at it that way, then you can realise why social media is so addictive. Because they get that instant like, they get that instant validation and they are seen and they are heard. And those are the three um, values of what we need as women and as teen girls. We need to be seen, we need to be valued and we need to be heard and we're getting all of those on social media in an instant. And the algorithms are set up to drip, 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 drip feed all the information that your teen daughter is interested in again and again and again and again, and it is constant. So they could literally be on their social media from morning till night and have no idea that literally 12 hours has passed because their prefrontal cortex isn't online so they don't have, they're not having their awareness of time. Even if there's a clock in front of them, they're not going to look at it if they're looking at their screen. So I talked this over with my teen daughter the other day about some research that had come to light, which is about, so there's, there was a 10 year study from Boston University in America, where it's categorically stated that there is an elevated suicide risk in young teen girls. And there's a massive correlation between time spent on social media. So those algorithms I was just saying about the drip, 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 it has a massive effect on mental health. And this is a fundamental new phenomenon in social media and internet and video gaming that we've never seen before. So these This decade is the first decade with children being raised with this level of exposure. And by children, I'm saying from like kind of like toddlers all the way up. So if your teen daughter is at the latter age of the teenage years, so kind of 17, 18, 19, they've escaped a lot of it, which is good because they didn't have access to screens at a young age. So that is good for our teen daughters. But our 
teen daughter's brains are being manipulated courtesy of these algorithms. As I say, it's drip, drip, drip feeding constantly again and again and again with their likes. And every time they uh, tap it to say that they like it, the algorithm is going, oh, okay, she likes that. We'll feed her more of that. We'll feed her more of that. We'll feed her more of that. And it becomes a a constant. So we, as you know, we are social beings, especially as women, we are social beings. We like to be part of a community. We like to be connected. We like to be seen. We like to be valued. We like to be heard. And this connection is being eroded, not only teen to teen, but also parent to child, because social media is taking up so much of their time. So an eye contact is also being reduced because constantly on a screen and understanding and being able to read those social cues is being eroded as more and more time we spend on social media and on a screen because you're getting everything you need from a screen right in front of you. You're not having that interaction with somebody. You're not having that connection. You're not having that chance to just chat. You're not having that chance to do an activity together because they are constantly on their screens. So in essence, social media and screens are working against how we are wired. And that's why we're seeing such a profound effect on mental health. There's a huge disconnect on every level of society because of advanced, increased technological addiction and advances. So making friends, being social, taking risks in real time, being outside, moving around, being physical and connecting with each other is really at risk because everybody is on their their screens. And it's up to us as parents to break that cycle. And it's not by saying you can't go on social media. That is going to blow up in your face. It's going to exacerbate the situation. Your teen daughter's going to come more secretive and hide in her room. And there are less likely chances for you to connect with her. So how do we do it? Okay, How do we break that cycle? How do we put ourselves and themselves first before social media? So last time I talked about for tips for internet boundaries. Now, I had a chat with my teen daughter about a week ago, week and a half ago, about social media and about screens and what we could do. And you know what? We had a really down-to-earth, connected conversation. And she said, her first words were, you're not going to restrict my... um," When I mentioned the word boundaries, she literally went to the, you're not going to restrict my internet use, are you? And it was like, no, my teen doctor's 18. So no, because A, I can't. I can't stop her. I can't take away her phone. She's 18. However, we've put boundaries in place. So when we are, we've made this decision, we had a family meeting about it on Monday, which went really, really well. And we literally said, right, okay, we're putting boundaries in place that when we are out or we are doing something together as a family, there are no screens. We don't take our screens with us. So. In the past, when we've been to a restaurant, we've been to a cafe for some food, teen daughter's there with her screen, her headbuds are on, headphones are on, and she's focused into that. There's no interaction between us, and it's just like, well, this is pointless. So, also, my hubby sits there on the sofa in the evening whilst I'm trying to talk to him, and his arm's outstretched, normally his left arm's outstretched, 
and he's fiddling around his canvas side of him. And on a closer inspection, there is a phone down there of which he is using and going, mm-hmm, 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 with me. Obviously, none of that conversation is actually going in because we can only focus on one thing at a time. That's how our brains are set up. Yeah, okay, forget that words that you can manage, you can multitask. Uh-huh. No, you can't. We can only focus on one thing at a time. So if you're having a conversation, there's no screens. You ask the screens to be put down. If you're having dinner, there are no screens. If you are out and about in nature, there are no screens. And it turns it around. This is a life-changing kind of thing because you're putting those boundaries in place for you and for her means that you have more connected time, you have more eye contact, you have more understanding of one another. You get it. And it turns it around. So it's not about restricting our team's time use. It's about putting boundaries in place. That means that you guys are, you're all taking responsibility for your social media use. You're all taking responsibility for how much time you're on screens. And that becomes so self-resourceful and connecting and loving and bonding for you as a person that actually you don't need to spend all your time on this phone or this iPad or the screen or whatever. Then it calms your nervous system. It stops your body producing adrenaline. It allows you to chill out, to take a step back, to connect as a family. So that is huge. That is massive. So how do you feel about that? How do you feel about putting boundaries in place? having a conversation it may not work as well as it did for my teen daughter but as I say initially she was like you're not going to restrict my internet usage are you I was like no by building a relationship with your teen daughter by having conversations with her by negotiating with her means that you are better able to manage what's going on for you and for her so the other thing is that having time out from your screen. So as I say, when we're out and about, when we're together, we're connected, there is no screens. I have set times of the day when I'm working and there are set times of the day when I'm not, so I'm not on the screen. I also put my phone down every evening at half past nine. My iPad, I read books on it. So that's the only reason it's on after half past nine. We take the internet off at night time. So it's all these little boundaries that make sense. So then they don't have that access. And it's about controlling it back. So even in the evening, the internet goes off at at 10 o'clock in our house. Sometimes it's on for a little bit longer and I leave it for my daughter to turn it off. And she, more often than not, there are some times she forgets, but that's life. We turn it off. So we don't have those. Doesn't have it as an access during the night when she can't sleep. Which means she has to manage her sleep another way, which is great. So having a box or something for your phones in the evening where you all put them together and they all charge together or something, I don't know, whatever. And it's about making those boundaries for you. 
So by mirroring the behaviours you want to see in your teen daughter, she can obviously see that you are doing the same as you're asking her to do. If you're asking her to do something and you're not doing it yourself, she's not going to do it. It's as simple as that. So yeah, let's change the way that we are with social media within our house. Let's make more connection. Let's make more bonding. And yeah, on that note, there is an amazing um, piece of research out there called, bear with me, uh, Disrupt Your Feed. It's available from the female lead and it's about being happier without social media in your life. It's attitudes amongst women. So it's taken from 76,000 women on their social media options. So I'm just going to give you a few insights and then I'll cut off this podcast for you. 78% of women believe that social media has negatively affected the way they view their bodies. So turning around, that means 21% believe that social media has positively affected the way they view their bodies. Not a great statistic. 75% of women worry that social media has a negative impact on their mental health. Now I know that when I'm feeling particularly anxious or I'm not feeling, I feel like I'm chasing my own tail every day, all the time, then if I'm picking my phone up, putting it down, picking my phone up, putting it down, then I feel that anxiety rising. But we're aware of it, our teen daughters aren't. They're just aware of actually getting that kind of, that recognition, that like, that trust, that love, because it's external from them. It's not within them. And they get that curse of that drip, drip, drip feeding. So again, 25% of women are positive that social media does not have a, a thing that poke. Social media has a positive impact on their mental health. Again, 25%, that's not good. I hasten to add this was out of how many people? 76,000 women. So that's a massive amount of women. And 59% of women believe that their life would be better if social media didn't exist. So that's more, still more than half. So it's about ensuring that we self-serve a balanced and healthy social diet, which is what I've been talking about. So it's massive, it's huge. Let's turn this around. Let's make the internet a safe space. Let's make social media a safe space. Let's put these boundaries in place so then we are better able to manage what's going on for us and what's going on for our teen daughters. Because we know everybody has some recollection of negative impact on social media. And yeah, you could say, oh, but we're going to wait until the government sorts it out. We're going to wait until the social media platform sorts it out. Do you know what? They're not going to sort it out. It's as simple as that. Because it serves a role. Because the guys that came up with social media, that came up with the platforms, earn their money from these platforms. So why are they going to put things in place? They're not going to clean up their acts. Or if they do, it's going to take donkey's years. So it's about moving to a practical sense, which is where I've been talking about these boundaries. So you can be guided to resist the negative pull of social media and instead benefit from its riches. So every one of us can change what and who we listen to. So we can access a diverse range of inspirational women, for starters, across a variety of career paths. I know that's going down the career path route. 
but it, social media is a rich and powerful resource if we can put those boundaries in place. Which is massive, absolutely massive. So yeah, on that note, I'm gonna love you and leave you. And I will talk more about the internet and other things later on in another podcast. So yeah. On that note, I will just say about the community membership that I have got running at the minute, which is an amazing space for you to be connected in a community of like-minded mums online. There are fortnightly calls every month where we talk about a topic as part of the four-step roadmap, disconnection to connection, building a, a uh, relationship based on trust and respect with your teen daughter so those four steps are you understanding communication and connection and obviously today's podcast is under understanding and it's about building a community like what I've already said for you and other like-minded mums who want to get together who want to look at different ways better ways for connecting with their teen daughters who want to have that relationship they've always dreamt of who want to connect who want to work together with their teenage daughter. So yeah, if you want to find out more, check out my website, uh, www.positivetouch.net and click on community membership. As I say, the doors are open. They've been open a while. I did a very, very gentle, soft launch. And yeah, I'm looking forward to starting off the program on the, when is it, the 11th? It's in March. It's later on this March. And it's literally about having these fortnightly calls and a library of resources. So yeah, if you want to connect with me, connect with me on Instagram if you want, or via my email, which is rachel at positivetouch.net. Okie dokie. Take care and speak to you soon. Bye-bye.